Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, believers, non-believers, and everyone in between. You're listening to Stories with Sapphire. I am Sapphire Sandalo. Now get cozy and open your mind because it's story time. I have an anxiety disorder, which leaves me constantly thinking and worrying about the future. It's the lack of control that stresses me out. I want to know exactly what will happen so I can prepare for it. And when I don't have concrete answers, I start coming up with my own, most of which stress me out even more. This is why I'm so fascinated by people who can predict the future. If I had that ability, then maybe I wouldn't be so nervous all the time. At least, that's how I like to think it would be. Maybe knowing what's about to happen would also drive me mad because I couldn't control that either. The concepts of time and destiny are ones that I constantly think about. Are the past, present, and future predetermined and all happening at once and we're just experiencing it in a linear way? Or is everything created impromptu, leaving room for change? In this episode, I'll be sharing real stories from people who have the ability to know about future events, so that maybe we can better understand how time functions. First, I share a story from someone whose dreams keep becoming reality. And then I speak with Barbie, who always seems to know what's about to happen to her family. Chapter 1. Dreams Come True. Submitted by Sandy. Hi, Sapphire. I feel like you're my new best friend, lol. For work, I have to drive around the Bay Area and I started listening to your podcast religiously to get me through my work days. You've been a lifesaver. You inspired me to share my story, so here it goes. My name is Sandy. I was born and raised in Viejo, California. I never got to meet my grandfather on my mom's side, that is, until he passed away. The majority of my paranormal experiences happen in my dreams, and my first one was when I was around six or seven. I remember sleeping in my bed, facing a blank white wall, and just feeling this bright light. So bright it wakes me up. I opened my eyes and saw a reflection of light just bounce off the wall. So I turned around in my bed and saw who I thought was my dad standing in the doorway. The hallway light above him shined so bright I couldn't see his features, just an outline of him. He said, Okay, Sandy, I'm going now. I thought, oh, he must be going to bingo. So I said, okay, bye, good luck, and went back to sleep. 
The next morning, I woke up and ran downstairs for cereal and cartoons, just like a normal day. I remember asking my sisters, hey, did dad win? They kind of just stared at each other and then looked at me with confusion. What are you talking about? Chomping on cereal, I asked again, did he win? Dad went to bingo. My ate responds with, he didn't go to bingo last night. I don't remember what I said after that, but I remember getting annoyed. Like, I don't know why you don't believe me. He woke me up and told me he was leaving. At this point, he came downstairs and I asked him, Dad, did you win? You went to bingo, right? He laughed at my question and answered, no. Later that day, I remember my dad telling us, something happened in the Philippines. Your mom is leaving to take care of some things. Come to find out, my mom's dad, my grandfather, died. Looking back, I guess it was him telling me goodbye that night. I was a kid. I didn't think anything of this at the time. But then more dreams started to happen. I don't remember the timeline, but I had three separate dreams about my mom's aunt, my grandfather's sister. We called her Grandma Dading. She lived in San Francisco, and we were in the East Bay, so we didn't always get to see her. One day, I dreamt she was in the hospital. I must have been around 16. I don't remember much detail about the dream, but I remember asking my mom the next day, Is Grandma Dading okay? I remember my mom's reaction. What? Why? You have to imagine her response in a heavy Filipino accent. Mom, I had a dream she was in the hospital. You should call her. She kind of had a disturbed look on her face, like how dare I tell her what to do? You are probably just worried. I could tell this bothered her. She thought about it for a minute, and then I watched her get up and call. She spoke in our native tongue for a bit, Could have been Tagalog, could have been our dialect Warai. I don't know, but when she got off the phone, she looked confused. She looked at me, took a deep breath, and said, Mia, she's in the hospital. I didn't know what to make of this. I didn't want to be right, but I knew it. This happened two other times, a total of three. All three times, I was right. For me, this was a trip. And it wasn't just warnings about my mom's side of the family. I also had a dream about my best friend's uncle. Let's call him Uncle G. I met him only once, briefly before this dream. At a family party, my best friend, we'll call her Nancy, invited me to. Anyway, in this dream, I was at a high school and there were crowds running in a panic. Different directions, just screams and chaos. I remember thinking, I need to make sure they're safe. So I continued to run opposite of the crowds to find Uncle G with guns strapped around him, just crying, saying, leave and I'll shoot you all. He didn't point the gun at me, so I felt okay trying to talk to him. I held my arms up and out trying to calm him, Worried and scared, I kept looking around for Nancy, and that's when I woke up in a sweat. I think it was pretty early, but I didn't care. I immediately called Nancy. I obviously woke her up with my call, and I told her about my dream. 
She was my best friend at the time, so she knew of other paranormal experiences I've had and didn't dare brush it off. She just said, Okay, I'll call my aunt and I'll call you later. Two days passed and I didn't hear from her. So I called her. She told me, Hey, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you. It's been crazy. But I called my aunt and told her to find Uncle G's gun. She couldn't find it, but found the bullets and hid them. But I gotta go. I'll call you tonight. Her busy schedule didn't surprise me. I was just nervous to find out what happened. She did call me that night and jokingly said, Dude, your dream, what the f***, man? So apparently, Nancy's aunt and uncle were having marriage issues. They had another argument, and she threatened to leave him the same day Nancy called her. This time, the argument was so bad, Uncle G took out his gun and said, Leave, and I'll shoot you all. Crazy, right? I said, Oh, so you told her about my dream? She said, Oh, no, I just asked what's going on over there, and my aunt said Uncle G is having an episode. I didn't want to tell her your dream because that would be weird. Shocked, but not shocked. I don't know if this was a premonition. Not sure what to make of it, but I know I can't control it. But listening to your podcast made me feel a bit more normal. According to informal surveys from Psychology Today, around half the population believes they've had a precognitive dream at some point. Scientists have a couple different theories as to why this seems to be so common. One explanation is selective recall. We remember the details about the dream that were correct and ignore the rest. Or maybe it was a subconscious connection. Your dreams tend to focus on what's been on your mind, and if you've been fixated on something for a while, it wouldn't be a surprise to have dreamed about it, like a bad breakup. Another explanation is associating unrelated events. You might dream that you're angry and a few days later get in a fight with someone, but anger is a common emotion. But I personally don't think these theories apply to Sandy's dreams. Her aunt wasn't chronically ill, she was suddenly admitted to the hospital, and she also dreamed the exact same words that Uncle G said. Who knows, maybe parts of it were just selective recall. It still doesn't explain how she knew such specific details. Before I became a podcaster and paranormal investigator, I used to be a full-time animator and character designer, and podcasts kept me company while I drew, especially paranormal podcasts. One of my favorites was Jim Harold's Campfire. I would actually be shocked if you hadn't heard of it because it's one of the OGs. In fact, it recently celebrated its 13th anniversary. But if you haven't heard of it, it's a call-in show where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories with Jim every week. The story topics range from ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and stories that can't be categorized. 
You're listening to my show right now, so I know that you love non-fictional paranormal stories. Stories involving the serial killer Ted Bundy, or a man who owned a haunted hotel. And also heartwarming stories of deceased loved ones coming back to say hello. Jim Harold's campfire was a huge inspiration for me. So do me a personal favor and tune in to Jim Harold's campfire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to Stories with Sapphire. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Chapter two, dripping down from the top of your soul. I don't, I don't want to use the word. <laughs> I, I do not think I'm psychic, but I have had experiences where I knew something was either wrong or going to happen. And they did. <laughs> this is Barbie from Texas. She sent me an email that really caught my attention. And so I wanted to speak with her in real time to learn more about her experiences. Well, because I'm not, you know, I can't touch somebody and say, you know, oh, I see tomorrow you're going to do this. But um, it's more like, I think it's just people that I am very close to or something that has a really strong impact in my own life. I I just can tell. So I I think maybe psychics have a, a greater ability the very, very first thing, it was when my cousin passed away. He was like my mom's son she never had. <laughs> he was her favorite and he was actually planning to live with us. And when he passed away, it's like I couldn't go to bed. I couldn't I couldn't sleep. I knew something was wrong. This is back before cell phones were popular. So the house phone rang pretty late, maybe about 10, 1030 uh, that night. And I just knew it was bad news. And this song kept playing. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. The song was, it was quite popular back in the days. Uh, it's an SWV song. I can't even think of the name. But, I, you know, every time I heard it, I, I would get so sad. When she got the phone call, it was that he had passed away. And about a week later, we go to the funeral and people are, you know, afterwards, everybody's talking and stuff. And the song came on the radio. Now, keep in mind, the whole time, you know, the whole week, the song would come on. And I would just get so, so sad. So like, oh, my gosh, you know, why is the song making me sad? And um, turns out it was his favorite song. The second one that happened was, I think I told you about this one. We were in algebra. We had some testing to do. And. After test, you know, you had free time, you know, sleep, whatever, study hall. And I decided to write my dad a letter. And I, I wrote it, I know, maybe two, three pages front and back. And I even rewrote it because I wanted it to be perfect. And I was just telling him, like, just all these things that I never told him before. And I, and I could talk to my dad about anything. I, I could ask him anything. But this time I just wrote him, you know, just everything that I felt I was thinking and when class was over as soon as you leave the door actually the uh, door was held open by a trash can 
I just took my letter, balled it up and threw it away. And fourth period, the end of the day, the intercom comes on and asks me for me to come to the office. And it was my mom and my stepdad there to um, pick me up. And walking there, I was like, oh, I, this is kind of weird because my mom, you know, she wouldn't take off work early. And as I got near them, I just had this strong sensation like I, I, I don't it was maybe dread fear everything and I just my mom's like come on let's go I was like no no, no what's going on why are you here <laughs> any other time I would I would never talk to my mother like that or she's like we can talk about it when we get home I was like no tell me now why are you here and I just you know instantly just started crying in and she then that's when she told me that my dad had died Gosh, I'm getting a little emotional now talking about it. And that was over 20 years ago. So little stuff, well, I don't want to say little stuff, but things like that. Um, my husband is a, or or was a excitement junkie. He just, he loved to swim in the lake that's murky, uh, ride motorcycles, water ski, all that type of stuff. And then, um, so I'm, I was used to it all the time. And uh, my daughter was two um, at the time. And I told him this, uh, I said, no, I don't think you should go. And this was just him going on to ride with his friend. And I said, I don't think you should go stay here. And he's like, oh, come on. It'll be just a, you know, a little bit. We're just going down here, you know, and back. And I said, just, you know, just stay with me today. And um, he's like, no, I'll be back. I promise, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he leaves. And while he's gone, um, I remember I, I put my daughter down for her nap and I just could not stay still. I cleaned I cleaned the entire apartment. I think everything sparkled. And once I was done, like I could, I didn't have anything else to do. I just sat there at the dining table, literally just waiting for him. And that's not me. (laughs) And um, here he comes walking through the door, missing a shoe, shirt is torn, ear bleeding. He's holding his arm and he got into a motorcycle accident. And (laughs) it's like, I told you to stay here with me. I, I did not know what was going to happen. And like I said, he, he would always go out. But this particular time, I just, I just knew. Barbie clearly has a very strong connection with those she loves. I asked her to describe what it feels like when she has these intuitive moments. Um, it's, not a, it's not a voice. It's a, um, it's a, a feeling. It's a... a crazy feeling like you can kind of feel it rain on you and and kind of drip down from your not from your head but like from the top of your soul if that makes sense it's like it just it covers you slowly and you just get stuck there and it's not a pain it's not a it's more just like a a dull numbness inside not even inside your body but inside your your spirit if that makes sense have you I don't know if you ever felt like the world was moving and fast forward and you were just still because of my anxiety I very frequently have moments where I feel numb and frozen 
but not in the way Barbie is describing. This sounds like something on another level. I asked her if this ability ran in her family. I, my mother, my mother had it. And I, I remember writing to you because this, this was one of the first times I realized she had it. She was cleaning her, um, I, I hate to say it, but it always looked like a chemistry set, like the, the beakers and everything, you know, like coiling along. It was glass. It was a glass and rod iron figure. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Uh, it was a centerpiece and she loved this thing. She was, you know, she was a crystal person anyway, and um, she was cleaning it. And like one of the, the little jars or bowls broke and she just said Calvin you know like that and instantly as soon as she said Calvin the phone rang and um she comes back she's you know she's not hysterical but she's just just crying and she can't stop and I'm like what's wrong and she said Calvin died that was like her third husband my mother, even though she'd been married four times, <laughs> she was very close to all of them still. And with that, it, it, she was shaken. Like you could, I could tell. And I don't know if it was because she had that feeling before and, you know, he died or, or what. But the fact that she broke it and then, you know, said his name, you know, all that boom, 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 boom. So if Barbie has the ability to sense what's about to come, how has that shaped her concept of time and the future? Oh, wow. I do believe, I don't, uh, (laughs) I used to say this, it may not make sense, but to me, I don't believe in destiny, but I believe in fate. (laughs) Oh gosh, that's such a, it's a tricky question because I don't want to either contradict my feelings or I'm still trying to figure it out myself you know maybe there is such a thing as another dimension I don't want to sound crazy but you know like uh, have you heard like if something falls that means like oh somebody walked by it at another time I grew up in a Creo-Cajun family so superstition is very very strong and (laughs) different cultures have different sayings but they all mean the same thing so like back to your question with time I don't dream like oh I had a romantic getaway with Michael B. Jordan you know something like that I dream about stuff that could really happen or if I whatever's on my mind even with us trying to get you know in touch with each other all this time I would dream about me talking to you you know like we're gonna talk um, so I don't know if that if that goes in with the time question or if we can maybe set up our own um, timeline, if you will, or we can somehow foresee it and bend it a little bit. I'm sorry, my family came in the room. Like, just if you get that. Barbie has three young children of her own. Her seven-year-old son, Jojo, has shown that he has inherited some supernatural abilities from his mother. According to superstition, if you have a dot at the top of your ear, you have the ability to see ghosts. And if you have a freckle near your eyes, your third eye is wide open. Jojo has both these traits. My mother-in-law, she's a, she's a firm believer in spirits. Like, if there's bad spirits, you know, all that. And she, 
she would say like, if JoJo doesn't talk to them, they got a bad spirit. <laughs> you know, she would use him like her little spirit guy or whatever. She's like, nope. And right now we're battling this. He won't go to the bathroom by himself. Yeah, at night he has to have his brother to go with him. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? And I don't know. Did I write to you about that, about James? This was the story that made me go, okay, I have to talk to this woman. He had a friend named James who was like, you know, I'm playing with James, I'm playing with James. And then one day he just didn't want to play with James anymore. Now, Jacob couldn't see him, but Jacob would go along with him. You know, he's a little brother, he'd go along with the big brother. But he just, he just would not go into the, yeah, he would not go to the, this particular part of the house. He's like, I don't, I don't want to play with James anymore. Well, I don't like him anymore, you know, like this. And we're like, why? And so he said, um, he has a hole in his hand. I don't want to play with him anymore. And so, long story short, there was a little boy, not too far from us. The girl across the street, it was actually her best friend's little brother, was uh, killed in a murder-suicide. And the little boy's name was James. This was so similar to an experience that my cousin had. When she was around three, she had an invisible playmate. But one day, she decided that she didn't want to play with her anymore and wanted the little red girl to go away. I think our culture devalues the intuition of children. We gaslight them if they're afraid of what we think is nothing. Luckily, Jojo has a mother who understands her son's gift because her sensitivity is a superpower. You said powerful. That's a powerful word. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think of it as a power. I always thought of it as maybe a weakness. And for some reason, I just, like, don't light a candle around me. And I don't know why. And the candles could be safe. I just, for some reason, since my birth, because my mother loved candles, she would say, like, I will light a candle and you would cry. And she said, and the minute you, you know, started walking, the minute you realized yourself, I would blow them out. And I did that up until <laughs> now, I guess. <laughs> I would blow out her candle. I have no idea. But I, I just can't. And, you know, people, when you get a gift, I always get a scented candle. <laughs> and I have yet to light them. So I, <laughs> I appreciate the gift. But. I don't know. I have no idea. I recently learned that the reason why candles are used for magic or religious reasons is because they represent all four elements. The melted wax is water, the ash is earth, the smoke is air, and the flame, of course, is fire. I theorized that maybe the reason Barbie didn't like being around lit candles was because their energy is so potent that it's overwhelming. You know, oh my gosh, you, you're going to make me cry because I, while you were saying that, I was, I was like, oh man, I forgot to tell her. I get like such a big relief when I blow it out. Well, thank you. That, well, that explains that. I wish my mom was here so I could tell her that because she, she would say, what is it about the candle, you know? One thing that has helped my anxiety 
was learning how to read tarot cards. Many people still think of them as a hokey divination tool, but they're actually a really useful way to tap into your own intuition and view your situation from a different perspective. In a three-card spread where each card represents the past, present, and future, the future card doesn't represent what will happen. It represents what will happen if you continue down the road you're currently on, a reminder that you still have time to change your future. The past informs the present, which informs the future. So in that sense, maybe all three are occurring at the same time. If the future is happening right now, there are things I can do today to create the future I want. So maybe I do have a little more control than I originally thought. Thank you for joining me today. If you like what you heard and would like to support this independently run show, consider becoming a member of my Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash stories with Sapphire to see the different tiers and perks like live watch parties, early access to episodes, or private tarot readings. And don't forget to subscribe to youtube.com slash Sapphire Sindalo, where I post an animated spooky story every other week. If you'd like to submit a story, send it to storieswithsapphire at gmail.com. Salamat and good night. Stories with Sapphire is created and produced by me, Sapphire Sandalo. Music written by Sapphire Sandalo. Special thanks to Sandy and Barbie. For more information on this episode, visit storieswithsapphire.com. 